You're listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera. Hey, thank you for tuning in the program. I'm your host, AJ Barrera, and I got my beautiful wife and lovely co-host, Jennifer. So on today's show, we are going to be talking about intuition and ways to develop this ability. Now, I've been very fortunate to teach many workshops over the years with different people. You know, some of them have been small, intimate groups. Others have been large groups. And I, one thing I love about teaching this work is about people walking away and finding out their true ability that they have. Some people take this workshop, you know, either one, because either they had a near-death experience, either there has been some nagging voice telling them what to do, or three, they feel like they have this ability. I mean, what, what has been some of your reasons of you taking workshops, Jennifer? Other than the fact that my, well, now husband, but we dated for several <laughs> years prior. Um, well, the workshop part kind of came into play because you host them. Um, but outside of that, I think I've always been a freak child. I think that's why the divine or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I think that's why we're sitting here today next to each other married. Um, I think it's also ironic that a lot of people think that you just have the ability and nobody else does, you know, or there are so- certain select few people that have um, mediumship or in you know intuitive abilities, and I think we all do. Truly, most of the time we just ignore the, you know, we'll use the logic to ignore and rationalize our experiences. But if you want to go further into the freak child moment, I remember I had a moment where I had this nagging feeling, you know, and it was just like almost like a state of panic. And I was sitting at dinner with my parents, and all of a sudden I was like, "Oh my god, Dad!" you need to call your mom, call your mom. Like right now you need to call your mom. And my mom, she was like, you're so weird. Everyone thinks you're such a freak, Jennifer. You know, they always think you're so weird. You're talking about all this crazy stuff. And I was maybe, I don't know, 18 at the time or 19, but I kind of took offense to that got a little sensitive because yeah, I have always felt weird. So anyway, fast forward the next morning, wake up, about to go to school, hear a phone ring, answer machine goes off. And grandma, my father's mother was in the ICU. So long story short, she had a stroke and we had to pull the plug. That was a nagging, very, very, very like pivotal moment in my awakening, if if you will, if I have to look back and, and analyze my situations. But when you take workshops, my experience is oftentimes you don't trust it. You really don't trust it. You think it's crazy. You think it's freak information, right, AJ? And you're always trying to teach their students and the people who are trying to learn more about this ability to trust. But that's the huge part of how this is so hard to do. Well, I just did this workshop in Riverside um, about a couple of weeks ago. It was about maybe 15 people that were there, a small group, intimate group that were there. And these were people that, you know, came from very astute, I guess, background or professional. Some of them were doctors, lawyers, attorneys, law enforcement people, which is that's strange. Per- <clears throat> yeah, pretty awesome to all have them there. But this one lady that came to the workshop, she was probably maybe in her 40s or so and you know she felt this voice or hurt this voice in some sense telling her like i need to take this workshop but she has been seeing my work and following my work for you know quite some time and she felt like this is the point to do it and i think she lived in la but she drove all the way down to riverside county to take the workshop mm-hmm. so you know as, as a doctor you know remember the episode that i did with um latoya jackson with uh you know, bringing through Michael Jackson, whatnot for her own network. So strange. I, I can't really recall that huge moment of amazing evidential. Well, he, so skipping all the woo woo about me, it's not really about that. Seriously. <laughs> no, yeah, no, right. seriously. Like what I'm trying to get down to is the point is that this woman of this professional background or, or being this doctor, she told me, she goes like, how, like, have you ever like worked in the medical field? Do you know anything about the medical field? Like, 
Um, because when you were talking about like you were tasting this substance, most people who are given propofol usually taste the substance in their body, in their mouth. And I was very shocked and surprised, like what you were bringing through. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is only shows a sense of how strong spirit comes through with me, which is either like tasting things, which is clairagustance. Um, you actually have clairsentience, which where you feel the information, so clairaudience, where you actually hear the information, and clairvoyance, where you see, see the information. So they will use all these different techniques to try to get to me and try to deliver the information. With her point of taking the whole workshop was to find out like why am I here? Why am I sent these abilities? And mm-hmm. so after the fact that. She left the workshop where there was about an eight-hour workshop. So at the end of the day, all these students kind of like looked at themselves, looked back to themselves, and realized like, holy crap, like I can tap into this. And the funny part, because you mentioned like people think, oh, you're like the only one that can do it or think that I'm the only one that can right. do it, is that she said, I'm so surprised that you teach workshops uh-huh. of how to develop it and how to do readings and so on and so forth. Like you would think that someone who does this work would be like, oh, this is my, my, mind. I don't want to share the gift and teach people how to do it. Because that's like taking income or money out of your home and whatnot. See, that's crazy. <clears throat> I really do think that's crazy because these workshops really are, a, a, they're not a dime a dozen. I wouldn't say that uh, legitimate, but I also wouldn't say that I've ever seeked multiple workshops, let alone just going to the ones that that I've gone with you and in the Bahamas and everything. And you know, it's it's kind of funny. The thing that irks me is you always throw me into the mix. I don't go to these workshops other than just support and, you know, s- arranging the chairs and Helping with the music and cueing the time and setting up the lunch. Do you know what I'm saying? But then you just throw me into this mix. And then when we go to the Bahamas, all of our friends, you know, Meg, Cinnamon, all of them, I, I mean, quite lovely people, by the way, are just like, come on, Jen, you're going to get in the sit in the chair, Jennifer, now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't understand this work. Uh, so I think if you have an interest in it at all whatsoever to or at least slightly curious, what the hell is a workshop and how do you tap into your intuition? There are lots of books, books <laughs> uh, uh, that was supposed to be exercises and books. <laughs> okay. As I digress, um, AJ, there are four specific, we've, we've brushed over them before the four different senses. Can you give an example? Okay. So the question, I want to piggyback on what you were saying when I asked you if they, if they step into your body, I know that there are different senses, but how do you taste things? And since you are a medium, is it possible that you are stepping into the spirit's soul and the way that they pass is then re like residual energy that is given to you somehow? I know that question probably doesn't make sense. (laughs) Maybe there's no direct answer. So so in Lame's term is what you're asking, like, how does spirit communicate with me? Not so much. How does it make you taste what they tasted before they passed? Well, it's not that they're coming through and, and almost like channeling through me. They're but not. In, but in a sense, that's a form kind of, of, uh, of channeling. There are many different ways so to channel. So are you? Because you can channel. Well, absolutely. Because that's what happens is that when I channel that spirit, either one, I take on the traits, the personality, how things were. That's a form of channeling. Um, use words that spirit would use and whatnot. So that's a form of channeling that information. Um, part of that is being an evidential medium where I give evidence of how the information comes through. So what happens when I'm doing this work and when I teach my workshops, this is what I try to do for people. It's like I try to make them the understand the basics of going into this work, which is one, grounding and meditation and protection. That's the main start, but God, that's so hard to do. Yeah, but absolutely. But a lot of people want to jump all over that and jump past that and want to go into just giving readings before even learning the basics of it. So we have to kind of understand the mechanics of mediumship and the tools of using 
um, th- these abilities or, or these superpowers or whatever you want to call them. But I do believe you got to hone into it and start focusing on them and start working with them in the right way, which is one with grounding meditation. Now, meditation is a big thing, which helps you kind of ground yourself to Mother Earth. So you got to feel that energy and align your chakras and allow this energy to kind of move in the right direction to kind of say like you're in peace and you're working with your guides. Now, when I say working with your guides, your spiritual guides could be either one, people who have you met over the time. So that could be a spirit guide, could be someone physically or one who could be someone who's passed over. Most of the time, your spiritual guides are people who you have not met or you don't have that connection with. So we have to go to the state of mind or alter our state of mind to kind of get there. So through meditation, we make that connection and we raise our vibration to make that connection with the higher power. And these are an ascendant masters. These are people who are higher evolved people who have been on the other side for many, many years and who lived on the physical plane for many, many years. So part of that energy is about them teaching us to get to the right direction. Second of all, it's about protecting yourself in this white bubble and the white light. So this white bubble, white light is protection when you're doing this work and moving in that direction. And that's part of your spirit go- spiritual guides working with you and moving down that path as well. So your question is like, now, how do I get there and how do I make that connection? Yeah, well, well, it takes time to get, to get that connection. Okay, so this is going to be crazy, way off the wall, and you're probably going to say absolutely not. Can you take me through a mini... Uh, meditative state right now in this moment, like one minute and try to help me seek or understand by responding to any questions that you're taking me through a meditation and know who my spirit guide is right now? No, because it doesn't take like a minute. You have to go into a trance, into a meditation to do it. So, and plus you would have to go into a different state, which would probably take about 15, 20 minutes to actually get you in an altered state to actually feel relaxed and kind of shut off your mind. Because right now we're focusing on doing a show right now. So you're thinking about, I got to do this, I got to do this, got to have that, got to think about that. So your mind is always going to be going. We have to be in a completely closed out mind and let the ego step out and uh-huh. have our spirit guide step in basically. And and part of that process is working with them during this work. So by not jumping over these hurdles, I want you to kind of like move through them and start taking every task on as something positive. And even though you don't feel like you have the patience to get there, part of that is having patience in this work. So basically you can't get a bachelor's of arts or bachelor of science or anything above that unless you actually show up to the classes, take the course, do the finals and get good grades, right? Well, absolutely. I mean, there are there are people that will certify to other people in this field. Right, I don't understand that, that. That haven't done the work. Or two, they will say, oh, I've, I've done all these different tests, which is great. But two, like, why do you have to be certified? I, I think sometimes when you're certified under a different medium's name, like, you know, someone is it endorsement in, or is it really well, par- truly like because we don't know much about those schools and I think it's amazing that there are people out there doing that. But a certification, I mean, New York Institute of Art, Art and Design, and I'll piggyback on that in a second when we talk about that workshop that we did, um, I think it was last year. But being certified in something, I mean, it still takes a lot of work. So I'm assuming that there is a, a degree or, a, you know, a certain set of re- prerequisites to even put your name um, on a certificate of school of intuition or something like that. Cause I know that they do that a lot of places. How do you feel about that? And, and do you think that they're usually legit? Well, it depends the certification, yeah. not the people. Well, it depends. Part of that could be who, you know, could be who you're working with things of that nature. So I really don't want to talk about that per se, not the school. I, re- but... I really want to talk about developing the abilities right. and focusing on that. So what going backtracking onto that area is that like going into, it's like, again, not skipping the tests and not skipping all these hurdles. Like you really want to emphasize on starting back right. in the beginning. Some people want to jump into the mediumship part, want to start focusing on doing platform readings and, and so on and so forth. And some people never had the proper training of doing this work. I mean, I know people who start out in this work who never taken workshops. They just felt like, you know what? Hey, you know, I was just thrown into this work and I started doing readings <laughs> and, and there's no really 
background into it of really knowing it. And some people have a different opinion of saying, well, I didn't really need it because it was natural. This was a given opportunity. But I do believe that, you know, a dear friend of mine, Robert Brown, who's a medium, um, a great medium, spiritual medium, and he's been working extensively all over the world. And plus, I will be in Virginia Beach um, this May and doing this uh, great retreat with other great mediums like Austin Wells, Ann Burbage. Um, I, I can't believe, um, I think Ellie, what, what's her last name? Ellie Fritzky. I, I can't remember her last name. Sorry, but, I don't know. Um, I don't remember. But I'm doing a great, great workshop out there with a lot of great different people. But the part about it is that I think sometimes we have to kind of look at what your teachers are about. But one thing Robert has taught me, and, and it's very simple, is that he said, you will always be an internal student of this work. Right. Well, you always have to have continuing education too. What say that you remember when I used to work in insurance? You can't have your um your your California state license to do anything without actually having prerequisites to continue your education every single year. And if you don't do that, you don't you're not licensed. Well, absolutely. Right. It, it, so it yeah. makes sense. I mean, why would you just stop at one point and not want to um spread your wings and, and see new methods and, and see new techniques and, and warm up because not naming any specific names per se, but I have seen a lot of mediums or people who claim to be psychic or mediums. And it's just kind of like, nah, you know what I mean? Uh, I could probably get up there and do those things just like you guys have forced me to do before. And everything always made sense. I'm not trying to be a psychic or a medium at all. I do um, find a, a great uh, in excitement in thinking of the word Frank and then someone's like, oh yeah, I lost a cousin named Frank. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, the evidence is one part, but do you think that there's like a hierarchy or, or rather like a pyramid of different levels of abilities, meaning that you can have the basic foundation and what a lot of people call those is cold or warm reads and then actual information. Is that based off of the person just trusting what's coming through and knowing their symbols, knowing what they're hearing and, and listening to it? And then giving that information? Or do you think it's just like this mechanical technique of this amazing ability that not everybody can do with evidence? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is it practice? A, a, a well-oiled wheel? <clears throat> no. Like, how this really happens for people who truly stick to their guns and stick to this work is by trusting the information. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple. <laughs> now, by being evidential is about knowing your symbolism and knowing that you are giving facts with the spirit if you will and giving mm -hmm. it to the sitter so there are people that will say hey i got a gentleman who passed over he has a pain in their chest and blah 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 and they're an audience of maybe 100 people that can go for anyone so it just really depends on what they're linking with two it could really be like saying hey i'm with the lady in the back fifth row in lady in red stand up i got your husband here who passed away with a triple bypass his name is john and he passed away in july and blah blah, blah. yeah but it should See, always be like that why isn't it because it's either one how they were taught to do this work. Oh, okay. Part of that is either the proper so it's not training. That they're not good. It's just that they didn't know how to get more extensive. Yeah, and part of that is actually working with that ability. So again, like the way I work as a medium, um, my strongest ability is clairsentient, where I feel the information. So what happens is that spirit will give me the impression of how they passed over. So if it was a a suicide, um, a maybe of of a hanging. Um, I would feel asphyxiated in my neck. I would feel like closed off here. Um, if it was a gunshot to the head, I will feel pressure. I will hear ringing in my ears. If it was a stroke, I will feel pressure in a different side of my body. Um, a heart attack, I will feel the pain. Emphysema, I will feel coughing where I feel like I can't breathe. So it just depends on how they want to come through. I mean, 
there has been so many different ways. You, you never see that TV show or, or that show uh, like A Thousand Ways to Die or something like that. Yeah, like weird ways to die yeah. or whatever. Uh-huh. So that has been a great symbolism for me because I've seen people die in, in plane accidents through gunshot, through being being burned, by being thrown in trunks, by being, being thrown on the side of the road, so on and so forth. So it's amazing how spirit is, is so, I guess, so specific of how they want to come through. Are you channeling right now? No, I think it's part of their way that they want to kind of symbolize themselves. And I think part of spirit's way that they're going to work with us is that they're going to work with us in many different ways by giving these impressions. So when they're doing this, it's their way of saying, hey, I want to work with you. I want to interpret the information this way. Or two, they will show me the information. So they will show me that they passed over by falling off a cliff hiking. They will show me... Um, a certain movie to interpret that um, of how they passed over. So if it, if it was almost like um, someone being robbed, they will show me a scene of something of that nature. So they will go many different ways to interpret their validation, but also to bring their validation. So when they give me names and dates, what they're doing for me is that they're showing people in my family members, people that I know to interpret that information. So what happens is that I will see that information coming through. So if they show me my mom, I know either one there, I'm supposed to talk about a mom that's passed over. Two, I'm supposed to talk about the name that my mom um, is named after, or I'm needing to use her initials, or so on and so forth. So, you no, know, Maria and Margaret come through a lot. It depends, or it would be like a mark. So, it'd be their way of using my symbolism, how they want to come through, and what happens when it comes through because the person's passed over. I mean, I can't help that Martha's passed over. I'm just saying, from Mar- you, I'm just saying in general, from a lot of people. But why don't yeah. they get? Why don't they give you numbers? Like you know, how I, I say it's the seventh. Yeah. Or, I know. They say you say either it's the seventh month or the seventh of a month. Why don't they just say July? It's not that easy. Why? Because either one, when they show me the month, sometimes they will take me into what do you call it? Um, astrology. So, so they'll show me um, Pisces, Aries, Taurus. Though I know it's a time frame. But you're them. really not well rounded in that type of information. So if you were that's to of, be more educated, but that's part of the new symbolism that they're giving me now. Right. I noticed the that the, the last yeah. at the last one that's never happened before, and you asked if they were Pisces, which I thought was strange. Ah, it took eight years for you to be like, maybe astrology's real. No, I, I think it's part of spirits the way that they're going to work with me because how to how I can interpret them in, mm-hmm. in an easier way, I guess. Right. Um. So I don't want to get too far ahead before I ask this question. When you were saying that you feel asphyxiated, oh, that's kind of a hard word to say. Um. I saw, you know, that game, The Hangman. You know, the game Hangman, like you, yes. you draw like a little. I don't even know. Hopefully you guys know what I'm talking about. But that's what I saw when you said that. So is that a reference? Or no. Is that a symbol? Well, that's maybe your symbolism, okay, not, not thank mine. You. So in that moment, the last 10, 15 minutes we've been talking, I learned something new. <laughs> as far as a symbol, right? Yeah. Well, that, but you just have to go, oh, huh. Well, that's part of your symbolism. Because I, I mean, didn't force myself to think, oh, what would I think for Hangman, right? I just saw it. Well, yeah, maybe that's your symbolism. Again, I wouldn't see that. That would never come up in my reading because that's not my symbolism or that's not the way they work with me. So it just depends on how they want to communicate and how they want to work with me in that form. Um, Again, they will show me things. Um, They will um, make me feel a certain way of how they passed over or emotion will come through in a different way. Um, And that's clairvoyant, clairsentience. But also here's clairaudient where I will hear the information. So I'll hear it directly or indirectly. So it just depends on how they want to work with me. So when I hear it directly... What what I mean by that is that I will hear spirit actually out loud speaking to me. Like, it's almost like a little whisper in my ear. They're telling me to say this, say that. Or two, I will hear it as a thought in my head. So spirit will work in that form to kind of communicate with me in that way. So sometimes when I'm staring off to the side or on the floor when I'm reading for people in a private event or in a private reading, 
I'm kind of like in my own state of mind. I'm actually hearing the information. And two, sometimes you may actually hear me or see me have a conversation right in front of the people and I will repeat it almost like a whisper under my breath or two. I will speak out loud and say, oh, they're telling me to talk about this. So when it comes to that clear, I just deliver the information. And part of that is trusting the information that is coming through. You know, with me, I was very, very, very impatient with this work. I want to know everything. I was a sponge. I want to accept everything and take everything all in. But at the same time, I did not know how to trust the information that was coming through from spirit. At the same time, I was I was having the ego step in and say, no, it's not this. It's not that. So part of that is actually having an agreement with my guides, an agreement with my higher self and with spirit saying, this is how I want to work. You know, back in the days and, and, and like with when growing up in this work, like there was a way of being taught how to connect with your spiritual guide. So what would happen is that one, you would connect with your spirit guide and then your spirit guide would kind of connect with that spirit. Your spirit would deliver that information down to the medium. So it kind of became a triangle effect of connecting with that information. Now I realize that I don't need to go to my spirit guide. I just go directly link to that spirit. And if I become stuck with the information, my guide will step in and interpret that information and deliver that information so I can interpret the right way for the sitter. So um, there's many different ways with it. And I always joke around with people. Um, recently, I've been using my own symbolism and new terminology has been coming through. Like I always tell people, like I'm like the iMedium, you like the iPhone and our loved ones are like the apps, which are in the iCloud. So what happens is that all the information is stored there in the iCloud and when yeah, we by the way, everyone who's doing anything wrong should be connected to the iCloud. <laughs> <laughs> so when it's connected to the iCloud, all that information is stored there. And our loved ones are those apps, basically. And when the apps are there, we're connecting with them and downloading them back to the phone. So basically, we're kind of downloading that information. But we have to pay attention to what we're receiving, what we're picking up there. And part of that is just, again, trusting it. Your ego will step in more than the trust issue. Do you remember when we were talking about how Einstein ended up being able to describe or explain uh, that everything is matter and matter is atom and molecules and therefore everything that exists out there is e, whether not living e or non-living MC square. I don't know. Just that there, energy that everything is energy. Energy can't be broken nor destroyed. Is that what that means? Yes. You know, I've always really been intrigued by the E equals MC squared, but I think that there was some movie that was, that, you know, I might get that tattooed on me. Oh, be, perfect. That, that might be really, I cool. have an idea where you could put that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, so moving forward, uh, we also, I think, discussed that that energy is the be all, end the, all. The be alls. The be all, not the be all, <laughs> but the be all. <laughs> the be all and all of of life, of, of yeah, life existence. All. Yeah. If we okay, be so all, if we talk all. about psychic sensing, psychic hearing, psychic vision, right. psychic receptors, right? Yeah. You are tapping into some form of energy. Yes. Okay. So when you taste, feel, whatever. So check this out. Talking about trusting. Have you ever walked into a room and said, hmm, I wonder how that electricity works to turn no. on that light? <laughs> no. I wonder <laughs> if recently. electricity is a form of, of molecular <laughs> Benjamin, atoms or currents. Maybe Benjamin Franklin did. Hey, Benny. <laughs> Was it Ben Franklin, right? I or, or think no? so. He right? did. Or Edison. Edison. Thomas Edison. <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, boy. I think I need $100 and a new light bulb. <laughs> but, or was it a key? I think he used a key and a kite to kind of... Let's, Let's go fly a kite. Oh, any, Mary Poppins? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, so you never walk into a room and have questioned recently. Hmm, I wonder if that light will turn on, and I wonder the mechanics of how that energy and that light will turn on. You know that if the power is off, the light won't turn on, right? So if you turn or the you power, pay your bill. 
or, 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 or yeah, temporarily due to service, your water and lights have been shut off. Uh, please call for more information. And two o'clock, you won't still have a shower yet for the day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, follow me here. Follow me. Um, so when you walk into a room and you don't question whether or not the light will turn on because that energy is molecular currents and yada, 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 and you don't even care how it turns on. You're just very, very happy that you could put your makeup on and take a shower because you don't have to do it in the dark. We've all had power outages. So let's just look at this as maybe your body being on a, in a power outage. And then now you want to tap into your psychic senses. And by the way, I have no idea where I'm going with this. <laughs> but you want to tap into your, your senses. You, uh, you don't question whether the light's going to turn on. You already know the power's on. You already know the light bulb is good to go. It just turned on five minutes ago. It's probably going to turn on again. Well, yeah, because So can we trust ourselves that the first random thought, feeling, sense, idea, voice that they hear, words, random, like elephant or something. I can't, I mean, I couldn't even think of something more random than elephant, but you know, there's an elephant in the room. Or, oh, so, um, <laughs> Wouldn't you say that if you just trusted that that was valid in some way, some shape, some form, and that it was your job to be able to define the symbolism, the reference or whatever. And once you get the uh, attunement to do so, you can read. So when we're talking about trusting, think about the light bulb. When you take people through the chakras, you always take them the out and you pull the switch, but you don't Draw pull the, the switch out. going into it. So I was going to ask you that the other day. Like, I can't really sense. Like, I have to kind of almost see a triangle, right? In my mind, in my mind's eyes. Um, because is is there two minds eye or just one? One. So t- sorry for the plural on that one. Um, but I try to. I actually I don't try to. I see a triangle, and then you know, like there's a lot of images out there. With you know when the, you like, just hint- said that? I just saw the dollar bill, the one dollar bill with the pyramid on the back with the eye on it. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, see, they are onto us. The FBI and the government <laughs> know about this shit. They just don't want to tell us what, about it. What do you call this? Like, what was that that movie? Pirate Radio. That's right. I don't know. I already right. don't know. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> Arr. Arr. I don't know. No, part of that is like my own symbolism. Like, as soon as you said that, that's what popped in my head. But you also have to think of the. But I see the colors, like the me. rainbow colors, right? The, a, tri- a triangle is like part a of like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or the Holy Trinity. Amen. So part of that could be the triangle or the unity. Which the triangle would represent. Is that what that, that is? Absolutely. But then I see that like the rainbow colors, right? But I, but I don't fully see the 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 Hindu person like sitting in the middle or like people like folding their legs with their arms up. Like I, I just, it's kind of fuzzy in the middle of the triangle, but then I see the colors and I don't even know the sequence of colors in the way that it goes, but I'm sure it's probably correct. Red, orange, yellow, green, green, blue, blue, indigo, indigo, purple or whatever. Purple, violet. Yeah. Okay. So, so I see that, um, when I'm trying to tap in and I almost see a pyramid with the, Oh, you know, the food pyramid. You know how there's lines across it and there's information in between. I don't see any information. I just see the lines across it, right? No, I also try to put myself into like a psychic shower. So like I try to like imagine that I'm being like filled with warm light or touched by like sun rays all over my body. And I put myself into that sun ray and I see the colors through it. But I was just curious why you didn't pull the light switch when you go in. Like, let's turn the light on the green. Let's that's turn a, the light on in the... Well, that's a great question. So what happens when, when I go through a meditation process or I walk people through a meditation, um, either in a workshop, even for myself, is what I do is that what happens is that we have to make sure first that we're grounded into Mother Earth, which is the most important part. So kind of imagine the energy coming up from your from your toes. Like roots in a plant. Your, yeah. Your calves, your thighs, your base, your spine, the color's red. 
you start color Where red. Where the base of your spine, meaning like under back. my buttocks? Yeah. Okay. So you start there. And then what I imagine people my do glute? during the process is that imagine the energy brightening up and going brighter and brighter and faster and faster. So that's a form of energy spinning around. It's almost like the molecules that you would see in science. But am I supposed to feel something when that no. happens? Because I don't feel it, anything. No, you just imagine it turning on, turning on, turning on. So you're allowing all these chakras to be turned on uh-huh. by you imagining these energies and by a, you watching you these energies to go through that way? glowing around you in a circular motion or clockwise position. Now, once they're turned on, they're turned on automatically. And sometimes people don't even know. Well, am I am I chakras turned on? Some, yeah, because it doesn't feel like anything. Some people will have energy where they're kind of like a one big firework show and they're spreading out energy all over the place. Because you have no, see this over their heads. Yeah, but see, they have no idea. But here's the part that I try to teach people is that when we're doing this is that we have to be aware that we're grounded. Some people don't even know that they're grounded. Some people How don't even would know you know? This is what I try to teach. Shouldn't we be workshops. grounded every day? Like, Well, yeah, people think they're grounded. I mean, part, <laughs> of the, part of the grounding energy is part of a prayer. That's part of grounding for people. Part of a grounding energy could be through music. So it just really depends on how people Definitely. work through it. But when I shut down and I say pull the switch, draw the curtain down, what happens, it's easier It's easier for us to kind of shut down the energy rather than kind of like turn our energy on, basically. I, I don't know. You know it's, it's an easier process that way. You know when you're talking about like you you imagine it circling you in a, cl- in a clockwise position or whatever? Um, a few, a number of times, actually more times than I actually realized until it happened again recently. Um, I have sat in a, a position maybe where I am grounded enough and I can start to feel my body going in a circular motion. What is that? Like, I feel like I'm sitting still, but my whole entire body feels like I'm just like, whoa, like not dizzy or anything, but I could feel a force starting to move me like almost like a pendulum. Well, part of part of that is just your energy moving. That's all it is. It's just you're kind of like tuned in. No, I think that it's got to be more than that because no. there's information happening at that moment. Well, yeah, because you're tuned in. That's what it oh, is. Oh, well, then I'm right. You're always right. You, oh, know, you, wow. know, you know what I've learned from this? And but, Sorry, but, guys. You, know, you probably don't know what I'm talking about there, but, but it's but, good enough. But this is the, this is the best advice that I got from an old man. Why is it old? In, 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 a, in, a, in a retail store. He goes, the best way to have a happy marriage is by saying, yes, dear, you're right. And so on and so forth. So that's okay, the best but advice. you don't remember it that well then. Yeah. I do remember this guy telling you that. I don't know where we were or why. And this we, was before I was married. Way before, yeah. And he was like, "Yes, dear, you're right, dear." And God, I forgot see, what the last see, one is. It sounded exactly like what I said. But at least he remembered the two main points, which so, is I don't believe that a happy can just can I go on to a sidebar tangent for just a second because you're used to that. A happy life does not mean a happy, happy. wife does not mean a happy life, y'all. <laughs> yes it does no it doesn't a fed unhungry husband makes a happy life first of all and and you know you can have anything you want in life you're just not a bitch about it so i think it's easy to understand that the happiness that we have in our lives that we're seeking that we're looking for really comes with a lot of effort just like effort to tap in to meditate to turn on your chakras to shut yourself down to be rooted to all these things yes it takes effort you can't get a college degree Without going to school and doing the work. I mean, maybe some people like, okay, so AJ thinks that Kanye West paid for his doctorate. I think maybe he's a smart man. I did not say that. Well, you was, well. I did not say that. I don't think Kanye is coming on the show anytime soon, but that'd be lovely if he did. I did not Because I would that. love to know, well, whatever. Maybe you can buy one if you're in the press. I don't even know. Or in the public's eye. But you can't do the work without doing the work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So hopefully this tangent... Helped you out to meditate. No. So here's the part. One, we're going to go over this real quick. Here's the tips before we end this. 
Tip one, ground yourself, meditate by lining up your chakras, by turning them on, turn them off. Two, set the intention for yourself. So there's a great um, affirmation that you have saying, I want to be happy or I want to attract more love in my life. Set that, set that intention every morning or two, there, there, there's a thing that we call the, the magic hour or, or the sleep, you know, half hour time frame, which is half hour before you sleep, set the intention say, I want to dream my loved ones. I want to make that connection. Um, three, we kind of want to go in a direction of saying like, I want to do this for the right intention for the right work. So kind of have these right intentions and the right reasons for doing it. But again, these are just a little bit of glimpse of kind of like going into this work and kind of like dabbling in all different areas. But we are going to do something real quick like what we always do. And we're going to go into something called the instant karma real quick. And here we go. All right. So instant karma, death ends a life, not a relationship. So that is pretty awesome. So how does this always happen? Like when we kind of like do this instant karma, when we do this, yeah, isn't that crazy? So I think, yeah, yeah. So part of that is that knowing that, like, what we're talking about is that we don't need to worry about like death. We don't need to worry about that relationship because what happens, it still continues to grow and it still happens over the time. So with that being said. Are you ready for a breakthrough? You've been listening to Breakthrough with AJ Barrera. 